Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, real quick market update. We've seen a little bit of bounce uh, in the indices over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's almost as if people have kind of woken up, and this is typically how it happens. People wake up one day and they go, oh, maybe the world isn't completely ending. And some of these stocks that are you know, trading now 40 50% below where they were just a few months ago when everybody wanted to run out and buy them, uh, maybe they're, you know, bargain prices. And, I mean, it's really amazing. I, I wrote something to clients not too long ago, and, and I said, you know, you want to know how a bear market will end? This is how it will end. And then basically I went into this, to this uh, uh, explanation that you never know. You, you'll only know in the rearview mirror. And we all want a memo. We all want to know the day. Oh, you know what? It's over. But that's not how it works. It, it, what works is that you stay on your plan. You continue to dollar cost average. You continue to be diversified. You continue to just kind of do your thing, working on you know yourself and making sure that you're spending less than you make and you're still investing. And then you wake up one day and you go, oh, wow, we're at new highs. Unbelievable. That's um, And then everybody clamors. And then you start to hear instead of, and this is always amazing to me, and I don't know, maybe it'll happen in two months. Maybe it'll be two years. Maybe it'll be 10 years. I have no idea how long it'll be. But at some point in time, we'll be back to highs in the indices. And the headlines will go from the sky is falling to items discussed such as, well, this is why diversification works. And if you would have just stayed in, you would have compounded. And, and you will get headlines from people like Warren Buffett who says, well, yeah, now we're at all-time highs. And I picked up a lot of bargains through that decline. And now he's a few billion dollars richer. And I mean, it's unbelievable to me how it's almost a popularity contest. And, and whatever's in vogue at the time gets the headline. So if it's in vogue right now to be negative because the market's down, that's going to get the headline. But when things are better and people have stayed true to their investment strategy and have continued to hang in there and compounded and end up making money, that's what will grab the headlines. So I can't encourage you enough to just understand this is part of the process. I have no idea if we're out of the woods. I have no clue. Uh, I have some ideas of certain things, but who knows? The reality is it's a long-term game. You're investing not for tomorrow, not for next week, not for next month. You're investing for many, many years. And I'm here to tell you the landscape in several years from now will look completely different than it does now. Many of you will say, oh, well, it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. But I can tell you, they've been saying that certainly since I've been in business over 20 years. But they've been saying it for 80 years, 100 years. Go back and look at old headlines. It, it, basically, the world's been ending every day since they started printing uh, you know, newspapers. And why? Because that's what sells. So again, keep things in perspective. Hang in there. It's not been an easy year for markets, but it, it certainly will get better when, who knows? But you got time, hopefully. Stay true to the DIY principles. Okay, I'm off the soapbox. Daniel, what do you got? Soapbox done. you have any races coming up? When's your next No, shindig? I I don't. I have uh I have a fall race. I promise, Jonathan. I'm I'm desperately trying to find us one. We thought we were going to do Chicago. Um You're not. It, 
it was on my anniversary and yeah, my when wife has that ever stopped you? Too keen. <laughs> I haven't run on my anniversary. Anyways, I'm trying to find one. There's a lot going on this fall. Lots going on this fall. And I can't miss a UK football game. I'm already missing one of the biggest UK football games of the year. When South Carolina and the top, one of the top-ranked quarterbacks comes in to play, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the nation, Mr. Will Levis, who we've had on the podcast, uh, I'm not going to be at that game. Well, that stinks. Yeah. Neither will you. You won't be at that game. We'll be at a wedding. Ugh. You're not picking up what I'm putting down here, Daniel. Can we reschedule the wedding? It's Logan's wedding on the 8th of October. Logan is getting married, and he, myself, and other season ticket holders will be selling our tickets to the South Carolina game. Well, we didn't RSVP to the wedding yet. Well, so I guess I'll I don't think I've gotten an invite to the wedding yet. No, maybe I'm not actually been. invited. What? They're, tri- they're working on trimming the list. Well, maybe we're not invited. I'll send my to the game. condolences. Uh, or no, not condolences. A picture of you at the game. <laughs> condolences. <laughs> I'll send my well wishes. <laughs> oh, well, I want. I told Logan when it first thing. You know, you heard of the newspaper, the 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 headline or the newspaper. You know, two tickets. You know, I, I'm getting married. I I can't go. You know, uh, fifty yard line. Blah 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 blah. If interested, let me know. And somebody's like, "Oh, that sounds great." And he's like, "Yep, two o'clock at the United Methodist Church. She'll be wearing white." <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, I hope Hannah listens to this I podcast. I don't think she listens. Okay, uh, we got an interesting, well, we got an easy question, but it's, I think, apropos, I've always wanted to use that word, apropos to today's environment, um, is apropos just a short for appropriate? I just figured that out. Is that a thing? Apropos? I mean, it's it means question. appropriate, right? It kind of means appropriate? Boy, I don't know. Have you done today's Wordle? No, I haven't. <laughs> I've been off of Wordle for a long time. Okay, really? Oh, I Wordle I daily. I did it for a while, and I was like... I Wordle daily. Yeah. I'm in Wordle matches with people. I love it. Anyways, wow. Let's get let's get away from this and get on to our question. And I can't, What was her name? Darn it. Chelsea. One of these days, we'll remember names. Gosh. Right? I mean, literally, if you were in studio with us three minutes before we go on air, I ask, what's their name? I get the name, and then I forget the name. I Logan's mean, it's get a ridiculous. Unbelievable. All right. Chelsea. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi guys, this is Chelsea calling from North Carolina. Every year, in addition to contributing to my 403B, I like to max out my Roth IRA. I'm thinking for next year, I'm going to put the $6,000 into a CD. That way the money is locked up until next year for my 2023 contribution. And then I'll make a small amount off of it in the meantime. Do you think this is a good idea or is there a better place to put that $6,000 so that I can still have access to it sometime before the end of 2023? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it as always. Chelsea, I love the question. Um, and I like the accent. You can't be originally from North Carolina. You're from somewhere else. You're from like the Northeast region, I think, transplanted to North Carolina. That's my, that's my thought process. Have you ever heard of a legit North Carolina resident? They got a draw. They got a southern draw. I'm sure there's, like, areas of North Carolina, because there's mountains on one side and then ocean on the other. I imagine that there's some pretty distinct. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, But she's from, I'm going to say, the northeast somewhere, transplanted to North Carolina. Let us know. I'd just be curious. Anyways, I nail those, by the way. Nail them. Do you remember that one time that guy called from California, and I was like, you're not from California. You're from, like, Brooklyn. And he was from Brooklyn. Nailed it. 
gosh. Anyways, if, if we had a live call-in show, I would do that. It'd be like, guess your weight. I'd be like, you are from Rockport, Minnesota. They'd be like, what? That's genius. Anyways, okay, <laughs> let's go on here. Um, here's the adage I started to live by a few years ago. I haven't quite figured out if it's working or not. <laughs> I, I can't have any – there's no real way for me to measure it. But because we've been in a bear market since, and it's been a little annoying, but – the adage is, take care of the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. And what that means is, is that you need to watch the pennies. Now, there's, an, there's a, a very big misunderstanding uh, about people who have money. The misunderstanding is that they don't care about the little dollar amounts. And I'm here to tell you, uh, not necessarily from the pr- perspective of someone who has money, although I've worked very hard to accumulate money, th- that I've observed this countless times with people that have money. They're not just people who care about the little things. They are overly concerned about the little things. I'll tell you what, young, aspiring entrepreneurs or people that are you know fired up about trying to get ahead in business – You want to do something fantastic? Well, the next time you find yourself at a business lunch or a lunch with somebody that has wealth or you're trying to learn from, buy them lunch. You might not think it's a big deal that you bought a $25 or $20 meal or whatever it may be. I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to remember it. And the fact that they don't have to put their hand in their pocket and get out their card and buy the lunch, it's a big deal. Because so many people rely on them to buy them stuff all the time. So when you take a little bit of, of kind of different approach, it can, it can mean a, 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 a big difference in, in how you're viewed. So I have followed this mantra, take care of the pennies. The dollars will take care of themselves. And what does that mean? That means it is, I'm the antithesis of a person who would go onto the government website to sign up and buy I-bonds, Okay. I hate that stuff. Like, if it's too many steps, if it's too complicated, it's not for me. But you know what I did this morning? I booked some flights on Frontier, and by joining the Frontier Den or whatever it was, something, I saved $120 on the flights. Now, in the grand scheme, these flights are very expensive. Well, for the whole package of five, it's not that cheap. But $120, percentage-wise, wasn't that big of a savings, but it was $120. So I joined the den or whatever. Now I have to remember to cancel in a year so I don't get rebilled. But that's what I'm talking about. So, Chelsea, bravo to you bravo. for saying, okay, I've got money. I've got this $6,000. i am going to assume you have it or else you wouldn't be asking about it. I'm going to contribute it to my Roth next year. But maybe I should park it somewhere in a year where I can get a little bit of interest. Now, prior to the show, uh, we had a little bit of dialogue about this. And you have options, which is great. You didn't always have options. In fact, you know, up until six months ago, it feels like, you had no options at all. You'd park it in something and get .01, and maybe you'd venture out and park it in something else and get .02. Hopefully, you're not the type of person who staked it for some crypto thing. I don't even know what that means. All I know is people have lost their shirts on this whole thing but i'm here to tell you if you ever somebody comes along and says you can get 15 percent at no risk ask yourself i always have this i always have this dialogue with people how is it that the united states government is going to for no risk at all pay you three percent on a 10-year treasury or whatever it is now sure. three and a half and yet you can go and invest in this whatever and somebody's going to give you 15 for, for no, no risk, risk. Uh, no that's not a thing all right mm-hmm. so be careful is all i can stress about that 
nonetheless, I think it's super important uh, for you to not just do that now, uh, be watching the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves, but obviously conduct your life like that, which it sounds like you're doing. Now, my opinion, you're looking for the biggest bang for your buck. And the biggest bang for your buck, in my opinion, might be, and I'm going to stress might, I'll let Daniel tell you why, might be going through the terrible process of setting up and getting an I-bond. Now, maybe you've already done that. You've already maxed out your $10,000 limit in your I-bond, or you've parked your emergency fund there like we did, and you can't buy any more. That's out of the question. So maybe you need to buy a nine-month or a one-year treasury. And you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you have to set up an account with like a Fidelity or something like that. You actually have to physically buy a bond. It's a little difficult, not nearly as difficult as the government website buying an I-bond, in my opinion. But nonetheless, it's an option. You can also look on a platform such as that and look at a CD. They're up in the 3% range now as well. Now, it's not necessarily your traditional bank. I saw somebody the other day was like, oh, great rates for CDs, 0.85. I was like, I just parked money in a treasury at nine months for 3%. Like this 0.85 is not a good deal. But nonetheless, it takes a little bit of work. But you have options. Personally, I'd go the I-bond route unless you have uh, you know, maxed that out already. Alternatively, you could look at a treasury bill for one year or nine months, uh, one year or nine months, or even a year and a half, uh, because you're not going to need to make that contribution right away, uh, and that could give you at least around a 3% return. What say you, Daniel? And what are some of the pitfalls that we discussed beforehand about the I-bond, et cetera? Yeah, certainly. So the pitfall of the I-bond is you have to hold it for one full year before you have the option of cashing it out at all. So uh, if you were to invest that today, it is um, coming up to the end of July. So you'd have to wait till July or August to make your Roth contribution next year. At the same time, you'll also be pen, uh, penalized three months of interest when you do cash that out. We don't know what the forward interest rates are going to be on I-bonds. Uh, those will update in November and then next spring. So you're looking at, you know, inflation continues to come in pretty good, at least for this term. So the next update should be... Uh, should continue to be a fairly high interest rate, but we don't know what uh, next springs will be, et cetera. I would probably personally, if I were doing this, I would probably put it into a six months treasury. Uh, that will get me right to the beginning of the year. Then when that matures, I would put it right into the Roth IRA so that you're getting as much of the stock compounding, uh, dividends, reinvestment, et cetera, for 2023. You're having that money available. Statistically, the best time to invest is as early in the year as possible when it comes to your retirement accounts, simply via the nature of uh, the stock market goes up more years than it goes down. And the even if there's volatility, the dividend reinvestments through that volatility can actually be useful as well. What I mean by that is as the market goes down, if you were to get paid out a dividend, you're buying more shares of whatever, your ETF fund, uh, whatever it is, while the market is down. So, Excellent. But you are an advocate of doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, don't just, I mean, yeah, don't leave it just in your checking or savings account. I mean, right now with uh, treasuries yielding a fairly reasonable amount, I mean, not compared to inflation, but compared to what they were a year ago, yeah, I mean, get 2 or 3% on it while it sits there. There you go. I think it's great. I, I think it makes sense. It's kind of like Addie's question in our DIY Money Kids episode last, last podcast. I like more the, the, the thought process, like, okay, how can I maximize this even if it's for, for a short time? I, I can tell you the common traits of, of successful investors, people that have you know, put themselves in wise financial positions, etc., and probably the common trait of a lot of DIY money listeners is this idea that 
I'm not going to just spend frivolously. I'm going to look for deals. I'm going to look for opportunities to save. I'm, I'm going to cut costs, et cetera. It, it, is, it is a common theme. And again, measure what matters. And so when you are looking for opportunities to, to uh, save going across the landscape, even if it takes a little bit of work, is perfectly fine. It's just a common theme. I, I've seen it in myself, Daniel, Logan. I mean, all the, the folks that we kind of are around on a regular basis have this general theme. I tell you that people who are frivolous and just don't care about you know these, these items, they end up spending a tremendous amount of money in expenses that are unnecessary. And that can compound very quickly and put someone into a challenging financial position. So I love that you're thinking, hey, I've got a year. Should I park the money? Where should I park it? That's why I brought the question out. I think thereafter, it's semantics. We're talking about $6,000, 1% here or there. You know, it's 60 bucks. It's not a big deal, but it's important for That's you up. to think along those lines yeah. for sure. Anyways, thanks so much for that question, Chelsea. We'll be sure to send you a $25 gift card from Amazon, which basically just got you a half of 1% return on your money already. Boom. You're doing the math. It's right. There you go. Gosh, Daniel. All right, friends. The secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.